RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Well, over the weekend, we heard that some of the Democracy NZ candidates had bailed out. And we got Cameron Slater's view yesterday. Uh, He called the whole thing hopium, um, hoping that Matt King and Democracy NZ could, well, do anything, really. Uh, And then we heard from Matt King himself, and we put to him a statement that came through in the name of Kirsten Murphitt yesterday morning, which sort of listed out uh, some of the reasons why the group of candidates walked, so to speak. One of the group is Matt Shelton, who I know well. And Matt, it's good to um, catch up with you again. Good to speak with you again. Thank you for making us a bit of time here on RCR again. Uh, Morning, Paul. Thanks for having me. Okay. So um, for those who who were holding out hope for Democracy NZ, probably not feeling too good or at least confused and uncertain about where that leaves the party and them. Um, and I know that there'll be some things you probably want to say, some things you won't want to say, but what what happened? Four of you, including you, high profile, but the others well-known as well, walked. What happened? Um, well, I mean, it's a story sort of several months in the making, I suppose. Um, and, you know, it's very hard to do justice to... Um, you know the best and the worst of um, what you see of people in situations like this, um, just just in a single interview. Um, but essentially, we we rather had it forced on us. Um, the board fired uh, one of us, Steve Cranston, um, it, it, essentially for just signalling to other candidates that we had concerns that we hadn't felt were addressed, and that we were nearing the point that we might, um, you know, be forced to leave. Um, and rather than do that. You know, we wanted to have a, a wider, broader sort of collegial discussion amongst other candidates to see, you know, see where, where they were um, and to see if we could get a sort of, a, you know, a, a hearing from a board that um, really we found fairly inflexible and somewhat deaf to a lot of the things that we'd noticed. Um, so for that, um, that, that move, Steve was summarily fired um, and we sort of figured this before beforehand that they might, you know, want to, you know, pick one of us off at least. And if that happened, um, that we were going to stick together because we'd all shared, um, you know, shared the same concerns. And it wasn't um, an easy decision. Uh, I mean, of course it wasn't, um, but it was an important one to make. Um, and the broader picture, of course, is an election, what, 17, 17 weeks away. Um, and, you know, we're very aware that we hold you know, a huge amount of sort of hope and aspirations, um, you know, in 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 our hands. Um, and we weren't prepared to kind of gamble, you know, an evens bet um, that, you know, the ship that, that wasn't as tight as we felt it could and should be at that stage um, and, and wasn't really prepared for the kind of the growth um, that, that you'd need. Um you know, may may actually fall apart. You know, say just before an election, when there wasn't time to reorganise and and you know see where the dust settled after the kind of inevitable sorting out, I suppose um, that that you can you know that you might expect in in this sort of situation. Although the situation, of course, we're in as a country is completely unique, certainly in my lifetime, um, and there isn't a playbook for it. Uh, but you know, we 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 really felt that responsibility extremely keenly, and I have to say that if you're going to, um, you know, court the freedom vote, whatever that is, and however you define it, um, by uh, you know trying to attract you know people who are known 
for 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 whatever reasons, um, then you know you're going to bring in people who, um, you know, maybe don't um, kind of dumbly submit to authority, um, and who don't have questions um, and don't have real world experience, um, you know, in governance and business and being an employer. Um, and, you know, and in a wide range, and in fact, in, in being political candidates in other parties, a couple of us, you know, have actually been here before and they've been in smaller minor parties uh, and seen actually how things can run. Um, so, you know, I guess if you're going to take on people who, by definition, might be badly behaved children, um, then, you know, if you have a sort of top down authoritarian, um, we found fairly inflexible um, sort of management structure. Um, you know, there, there there may well be a few problems, but they shouldn't be insurmountable, and there should be a flexibility and you know a goodwill on both sides to you know occasionally just hold your nose and do whatever you've got to do to make the thing work because you know it's in everybody's interests. The prize is absolutely enormous, um, which is to get our country back. Um, and, and and as I say, we we just felt that we didn't want to gamble that. Um, and, and, and the specific points we, we've put in the, the, the statements. Um, and I heard Matt, Matt responding to some of those. Um, you know, I do have a lot of time for him. He's, he's, you know, he presents well, he engages well with people. Um, you know, I think his heart's in the right place. Um, but, but for us, we, um, we felt we needed to pull the plug. Now, that doesn't mean that the party's over and it doesn't mean that there aren't some really good people left and they may reorganize uh, and hopefully they'll take something positive from, from the situation they find themselves with. Got to ask this: um, Is he? Is it your impression that he's really with the program, or is this a case of someone leveraging off an opportunity? Look, I mean, I'm not going to make um, wild guesses or um, you know make pejorative comments about people. Um, it, it, it doesn't help. I know everybody's probably intensely curious. Um, and really, it's as straightforward as we put in our statement, you know, we detailed the, um, you know, the, the general principles, and, and there are always examples that you can bring um, to illustrate those. The problem, if you do that, of course, is that you can pick over individual examples and, and argue them till the cows come home. But the, you know, the overarching principles, uh, you know, were what matters and what we should sort of focus on um, and we 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 came up against um, barriers that to to I think the ultimate success, um, and that's you know that's not Matt's fault. You know he doesn't exist in a vacuum. He has a board, um, but you know they're steeped in the sort of national tradition of doing things, and they come from a big party, um, and, and and it doesn't work in a small brand new party, um, particularly in the in the current environment. Um, and, and and we need to keep good people. Um, you know, get them in, leverage their talents, um, you know, and find out what they have to offer and keep everybody on board and just keep moving forward. That's 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 the sort of the straightforward recipe that I think is needed. I know when I spoke to you early on in RCR, must have been the second week or the third week that we're on air, we got together and we had another chat. And I think you announced at that point that you were a candidate for Democracy NZ. And I could see that that was that was quite a thing for you. I hope I'm not overstating it, but, you know, that was quite a move. So obviously at that time you felt that um, this was, you know, th this was a great opportunity to do the things that you're talking about, get a country back. So the presentation up front is where I'm going, that that you were, 
I don't know, a believer in or enticed into or whatever, seems to have kind of totally died away in, in, in that short time. So first up, was there a real feeling that something could happen here in you? Oh, look, of course there was. Um, and you could certainly see that in people's response too. Um, I mean, I, I was realistic. Um, I, I didn't want to do it, um, but I did. Um, I mean, the thing I can say, I don't think there's a single candidate, um, you know, including who's left, who you would say is a typical politician. Um, you know, we've, we've all been drawn to it because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a time in our lives when we have to stand up and be counted. And there's an opportunity to do that. Um, but we understand what we're up against and what it's going to take. Um, you know, and I have to say that, that you know, I've, I, I felt Matt probably undersold us a little um, in supposing that we, you know, we, we didn't want to work hard or we were shell-shocked about the nature of politics. Um, I mean, certainly we were having to do an awful lot on the ground. Um, you know, we've, we've written all the policy as candidates and we were fundraising and we've, you know, set up a lot of networks. Um, but we, but we still had a, a sort of top-down, um, you know, w- one-way communication system, or so, or so it felt. Um, but I, I was still, you know, be- and became more and more excited actually that that we could really do something when we saw the support at meetings and the the contacts from people, um, and offers of help. So, um, you know, I can see how intoxicating the whole political, um, you know, arena is, and how you know the race becomes. Um, you know, a, a, an end in itself. But um, look, I'm realistic and pragmatic, uh, and we all were, and uh, we shouldn't put all our eggs in one basket. And, you know, many people have learned a heck of a lot that they didn't know, including me, about the nature of our parliamentary system and the, um, you know, the restrictions and constrictions on maybe what you can actually get done um, and what we might find once we once we got in. Um, you know, we're, we're all realistic, but, uh, you know, we have to stay realistic and constantly reevaluate, you know, is this the best, uh, you know, vehicle to sell to people who are alarmed by overreach? You know, they see the destruction of our, you know, energy independence, um, our health system, the kind of early um, sexualization of children and the sort of encouraging gender confusion, a lot of the climate nonsense, because a lot of it is nonsense. And the war on women and family values, um, our energy independence, financial independence, you know, food, farming, rural living, uh, you know, it's just absolutely horrendous what we're. It's about everything you can against. think of. It's about everything. <laughs> yeah, if, if 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 I missed anything out, you know, give somebody a prize for for spotting it. But it seems yes, it seems to be everything. There's a war on everything. Um, so you know, the challenge is huge, and and the parliament's full of people who turned out to be exactly the wrong people. Who didn't spot when our country is being invaded, invaded by a, you know, Marxist essentially ideology, this instinct to destroy everything. So you then come in and just collectively control whatever's left. And that certainly seems to me what's going on. And I could, you know, I might be wrong about that, but I know that plenty of people share my, share my concerns. If it uh, walks like a duck, quacks like one, and whatever else it does is a duck, it's, it is probably one. I think we could say. Um, just got a couple more questions before I want to move on and, and get your kind of how you see things out there in, in New Zealand at the moment in terms of health in the bigger picture, but you kind of know where I'm going there. Um, there's mention in the 
um, the statement that came through yesterday that we read out of a shadow leader. I asked Matt King who the shadow leader was. He said there wasn't one. But this is a curious thing. Is there someone in the party that is sort of directing traffic, let's say, who is sort of behind the scenes and, and not out front and having some sort of influence that obviously to be included in those points in the statement must, must have caused a problem. One of the, um, the frustrations we had was actually being able to get directly to, um, to Matt himself as, as our leader um, and to, to kind of feedback concerns around um, people who were coming in and then leaving the party feeling frustrated or, or um, you know, blocked in terms of good ideas or initiatives. Uh, and, I mean, Matt works very hard. He's been on the road for 18 months, I think, um, and does a lot of, you know, a, a lot of local meetings. Um, you know, and he does, he, he sort of does need support, but I'm not, I'm not really going to get into any um, sort of personalised comments um, but it did seem to us that we were never quite sure. Well, often we weren't sure who we were dealing with and who was on the other end of our communications. Um, and for a small party, it was frustrating. Uh, and, and particularly as we're really, you know, building this 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 plane as it's careening down the runway, this initiative, um, you know, to, to, to have a, a controlling influence and, and be, you know, part of a balance of power and, and, and maybe be able to ask some questions and, and um, you know, get a get an inquiry into various things. Um, so, you know, that's really what I'd want to say about that. Um, I mean, you know, we've left now. Um, it's for the party to to, you know, figure out what it wants to take um, from us going. Um, the majority of candidates are still there, of course. Have you heard from any of the others who have remained who who didn't sort of bail out with with you people? Have you heard from them? And uh, is there any sort of directional? Um, information you give us on how they're feeling? Uh, look, look, I I don't know, and I wouldn't say if if I did, obviously. Um, and I suppose that's the politician's answer, but it, it's also just being polite and respectful, I, I think. Um, because as far as I know, it's still a going concern, and and you know, it's not my instinct to dig the knife in um, if if they're wounded in any way. Um, but you know, some of us have been friends before Democracy NZ was ever. Um, you know, ever created, ever a thing, you know, and we've, we've worked and known each other um, for several years. And, you know, those connections will continue um, into the future. I'm, I'm, I'm sure some of those, um, you know, and we've made good friendships along the way too. So, um, you know, people are people and they'll do what they're going to do. Yeah, it seems that um, it's a very fractured, if we're grouping the the freedom groups into a, you know, umbrella under an <laughs> Can't even use that term now. Under an umbrella, um, there's a lot of sort of fragmentation. I guess that's no surprise when new movements come together. Do you think there's a sense out there that people are waiting for some kind of white knight to ride in and make it all right? Oh, of course. And I mean, that's human nature, isn't it? Um, but I think it's less so in the freedom community because we're all here because we don't necessarily trust the first white knight that comes riding over the hill, you know, saying they're the one source of truth and inspiration and leadership. Um, you know, there are a lot of chiefs, maybe, um, in the freedom community, um, which is why you've got so many initiatives 
and and good on people. So I, I'm actually quite optimistic, uh, and I don't believe, um, even though I'm, I might be being told over and over that that we're fractured and we're not united. Um, I see a lot of initiatives, and inevitably there's a sorting out, and the ones with legs will will rise to the top, uh, and. You know, free, freeing people are, are, are smart and, and nobody has to make their mind up who they're going to vote for until, you know, a day or two or, or on the day of the election. You know, and people can basically just wait and see and watch. Ideally, they should get involved themselves, you know, maybe make a commitment to a movement uh, and get, you know, get helping on the ground or donate some money, um, you know, rather than just sort of passively sitting and waiting. Um, actually get involved themselves um, and, and and they'll make a call. You know, on the day or, or or nearby, who is most likely to get, um, the, you know, the most seats in Parliament and have a have a controlling influence um, in a way that they can trust. There's really only let's let's be honest. There's really only one option that looks like it's viable at the moment, and it's got to be New Zealand first, isn't it? I mean, if you talk well, about I'm reality, not, I, I, who can I'm get close to the line? Who can get close to the line? Who has the visibility? You might not like the detail too much but but either that or there's nothing well i'm actually liking some of the detail i'm i'm reading actually um i i think more people probably have a problem with with you know not not the you know not the not the detail of what comes out um but but the person but i i think that that's not necessarily fair but I, i'm not a political commentator i mean i've lived in this country for nearly 30 years um, and I'm finding that I didn't pay nearly enough attention, actually, for a lot, of, uh, uh, you know, a, a lot of that time. Um, but look, you know, Winston came to the camp. Um, I, I missed out on chatting to him. I was actually across the other side of the camp when he was here. But you know, he turned up. Um, so along with Matt King, you know, they're the only two politicians who who actually bothered. Um, all the others, it turned out, were told to stay away by the party leaders. Uh, and I'm sure there's a story there that will be told at at, at some point. Um, you know, and and you know he he's no fool, and and anybody who lasts the distance, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, deserves respect for that and deserves a hearing. Um, and and you know, I like people who are prepared to admit that they are now, uh, you know, that they're changing their views because they now know stuff that they didn't know before. So they're willing to learn, they're willing to incorporate new information, and and they will change their views as, as a result of that. Um, you know, and that's a sign of a of a of a flexible mind. Um, you know, and somebody you want to listen to. So, um, you know, that there, there are there are other people too, and who knows what's going to happen going ahead. Um, you know, and I would love to see, for instance, um, you know, Mr. Peters um, ha- have a chance to be remembered not for being the person that that um, that ushered in a den, but you know, he was as fooled as much as many of the rest of us were. That's my you know that's my view, um, because none of us knew what was coming, um, and even ignoring you know the you know what that we've had to endure for the last three years, you know, I don't like what I'm seeing being done to the fabric of the country. Um, you know, n- no goods come of it. We've spent seventy billion dollars nearly on on what essentially has been, you know, a cold for most people, and you know, an unpleasant flu f- flu for, for for other people. Uh, you know, seventy billion dollars. Think how many hospitals. Yeah, it's, it's, you could build. It's crazy. Um, or you could run mind. the ones you've got. You know, fabulously with that amount of money. And at some stage, it's going to have to be paid back. 
Yeah, by um, maybe not even us. <laughs> so, oh, no, it'll, it'll be generations. Yeah, of course it will be. Um, do you think, um, hmm, what do you want to hear then from anyone who's who's viable in this sense, who, who might be able to get over the line, become a handbrake, though I don't like that term, or whatever? We need to start to need some, to hear some straight up honesty, don't we? And this is where I kind of want to go now because you and I have talked about this before. There is there's something going on. We've talked about that. We, we know there's something going on. It doesn't get any better. And, and on one side of things, which seems to be the mainstream side of things, these things are not talked about. And isn't it time that we all put the big boys and girls' trousers on and started talking honestly about what's going on? Tell me what's going on. You, look, you put that very well. Um, no, you re- you really have, and it's it's a sign of of how of the number that's been done on this country, and how far down the road we are to just swallowing propaganda, um, and and basically being gaslit over and over. Um, that we have to remind people actually that it's okay to have conversations and tell the truth. Um, you know, and I've heard you and many of your guests bemoaning exactly that. Um, you know, even even before you you joined ICR, of course. Um, I mean, to me, what seems to be going on is isn't you know an an echo of what we've seen in history over and over and over, and that's you know the takeover of a population by trickery, manipulation, um, you know, slick propaganda, so that um, you know half the population believes what they're being told, and the other half. Um, is sort of cowering, knowing it's not true, but you know, frightened of what might happen if they stand up. And of course, if we did st- stand up, in fact, you wouldn't need half the population. You'd need you'd need a fraction. Just stand up and say no. And you know, enough is enough. We're not going to tolerate this, and we're not going to cooperate. And we we, you know, you can get stuffed. Um, then it will be all be all be over in five minutes. Um, but but you know, fear is a very powerful kind of motivator. Um, and and we'll run from the, you know, the potential for pain, even if something's not actually painful enough. Um, and so you have the analogy of the frog, you know, the frog in the saucepan slowly getting hotter and not noticing anything. Um, you know, and, and we hear constantly about the, you know, the elephant in the room, um, and the, the you know the emperor having no clothes. You know, and these are, these are parables that have you know real meaning and profound relevance to what we're all dealing with at the moment. Um, so I, I think we're back in Germany in the 1930s. You know, it took 10 years of 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 work to finally get the population to not bat an eyelid when, you know, an entire race were carted off to the death camps. Um, and and yet afterwards, you couldn't find anybody who who, you know, supposedly knew what was going on. Uh, and I talk a lot about this. You know, there was nothing uniquely bad about the Germans. They were just human, and they were subjected to propaganda. You know, by a master who who you know didn't have the terms. He didn't know what you know woke was or nudging, but he knew that if you want to um, you know trick people, you have to tell them a giant lie, and you have to tell it over and over, um, and, and 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 then you've won. You know, and humans are full of all sorts of biases, and and we're so well known, we're just being played. Um, but it doesn't work in some of us, um, and I think we have to have the confidence and the courage. Um, and the prize is absolutely huge 
to you know to to stand in our own power and just say no. Um, you know, it means we may have to face down the police or something like that. But the first thing I would want to do if I got into government um, was to return, you know, the first loyalty of the police to the public, to the people, not the crown. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. They're not there for us. <laughs> well, apparently in law they're not. Um, I'm well, sure a lot of them would like to be if they could. Yeah, but ultimately. Um, also, when I sort of asked that question before, and, and which you've answered really well, I'm thinking also of what I perceive and many others perceive is a growing, I don't know, pressure of people injured and dying. And, and that has to be, people are dealing with that and that also has the lid on it. Now that can't go on forever, can it? That gives at some point, surely. Yeah, well, it, it surely will. But, you know, we won't know when it's given until afterwards. Um, and in the meantime, you know, we have to keep pushing and getting the, you know, the, the what we can work out as being the truth out there, certainly the statistics, the numbers, the individual cases, and however way you triangulate it. You know, you can look at what's going on here. You can look at what's going on, the same things being seen in the other heavily vaccinated countries. Um, you know, and I have to remind people that I'm not speaking as a as a doctor because I don't have a certificate at the moment. Um, right. I'm not suspended, um, and, and I could choose to apply for one. You're speaking um, as a very experienced person, though, so that yeah, yeah, so. I'm I'm a, I'm a concerned citizen, and I've got you know decades on the clock, um, and I can speak to how often in normal times you would you know, hear of 12, 13, 16, 22-year-olds, 23-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 32-year-olds um, just suddenly dying. And it is absolutely not normal. And it's preposterous in the extreme for us to be told that this is just random chance. Um, as I say, you can triangulate, you can look at, you know, athletes and you can look at pilots and you can look at forces people and you can look in, in in all the countries and you're finding the same thing. And and what I hear a lot of from people I speak to is, oh, you know, why can't people join the dots and see what's happening? But if you actually look at the excess mortality, you know, the number of people who are dying of all causes, um, it isn't just affecting the elderly, it's affecting all age groups. And it's most obvious or, or sticks out like the sorest thumb in the young, of course, um, but you know, people aren't dropping dead in the streets, and and no, is that what not. we're going to have to wait for? But they are dying in greater numbers than ever, and it is statistically highly significant. So we can't just put it down to a random fluctuation, you know, a change from you know El Nino to La Nina or something like that. Hmm. Um, it's it's it is definitely a thing because it's it's paralleled with a rise in chronic disability. Um, and and serious vaccine side effects that are injuring people and changing their lives. Um, and, you know, it's hard for people to kind of accept that, well, I'm fine. And in fact, as I heard, um, the National Party contended to be the next Minister of Health say recently at a meeting when he was challenged by a vaccine-injured health professional, actually, why they weren't saying anything. He just said, well, I had my jabs and I'm fine. And he shrugged. As if to say, so there's no problem. Um, you know, I mean, this guy's a medical medical professional, um, and you know, wanting to lead us. So, you know, if if we actually ask ourselves, well, look, how 
how common is it to read in the papers or hear in my workplace of somebody in their 20s, 30s or 40s just suddenly not being there anymore? You know, if I think back and compare it to my previous life, you know, how many times have I, had I seen or heard that? You know, people do have to admit or acknowledge that, well, actually, yeah, it, it does seem to be more common, doesn't it? And we're given every explanation apart from the most important one to rule out. And the way that we got them on this is that all of these deaths, and I can, you know, talk about a few examples, if you like, um, you know, they, they haven't been properly investigated. And the jab as a possible cause, uh, you know, has not been ruled out. So they can't say they know for certain. And even when there are postmortems, uh, and there aren't near enough, that's for sure, or coroner's inquests, they seem to scrabble around and ignore the elephant in the room and find any possible explanation they can hang their hat on. And because what are people are dying from are conditions that we already recognized before, you know, heart attacks, strokes, brain hemorrhages, blood clots, emboli, that sort of thing. Um, they're able to be labeled as, you know, a natural cause death. Um, but what's the cause of the so-called natural cause death? You know, it's not natural to, um, you know, have blood clots with no other risk factors. And in fact, if you've got risk factors and then you have a jab and you die three days later, shouldn't we actually be stopping people with those risk factors having a jab in case it turns out the jab's making things worse? You know, and this for me is the most hard thing to, to rationalize is the deafening silence, the absolute lack of interest in any of the developed countries by public authorities to investigate and, and to seem to even notice there's a problem, let alone wonder what might be behind it and what we should do. And my my group, NZDSS, I mean, we've been calling consistently for the vaccines to be stopped, withdrawn, um, that it does seem like they're dangerous. Um, and as time goes on, all the mechanisms by which they can be harmful are being teased out and, and understood. And it's not actually rocket science now with, 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 with what we know. And there are plenty of properly done scientific papers that, you know, I and my colleagues spend most of our working week, you know, poring over, reading, writing up some of them to oppose, you know, this pathetic amount um, quoted by the one source of truth um, that is being relied on by government experts in court um, and in um, tribunals against, you know, my, my colleagues um, for, for for you know asking questions or prescribing very cheap, very safe, proven effective COVID treatments, for instance, um, it's it's it is hard to explain, but it's happening. So there are reasons somewhere, and I, when we've touched on on some of those, um, but I, I can tell you, you know, we've got near well over seven hundred now um, reports of of people who've died near their vaccinations, and having worked for, for thirty eight years as a doctor, uh, most of that in the community in general practice, um, you know, you 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 just don't see these things happening to anywhere near um, the, the the extent we're seeing seeing at the moment. Um, so, I mean, I've got a, a list in front of me of probably about two or 300 people, most of them under 50, um, you know, and in case after case after case, um, previously well, had a jab, one, two, three days, one week, two weeks, um, sudden death from something or other. Uh, and 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 it's, 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 it's no laughing matter. I mean, it just, it, it, you know, it makes, it makes you, 
um, very despondent and depressed for the state of our nation that we can allow this to happen on our watch, under our eyes, that, you know, especially the young um, are suffering in this way. Um, and, and there's just, you know, the, the, the book of their lives is just being slammed shut without any consideration of what's actually happened. And until they start doing proper investigations on everybody that dies close to a jab, they're never going to be able to say it's not the jab. Yeah. Whatever they tell you. Presumably, Matt King knows this. Oh, look, Matt's Matt's very hot on it. And, you know, he he's he's not shied away from referring to what's going on. Um, you know, he's 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 very upfront. Um, so I certainly, you know, I'm not going to criticize him for trying to sweep this under the carpet. Um, however, you know, he is a politician and he knows that the most important thing is uh, you know, to, to not lose the room. Um, Too late for that. I think that I think the party's probably been oversensitive because we're in, you know, a very remarkable time where you know the truth is the truth, whether we like it or not. Well, that's what I mean. And, the comment about losing the room. Truth is the truth. Boo-hoo. Yeah, look, look, ab- absolutely, it is. And I, and I think there's enough people that can take the truth and are suspecting that what they hear is the truth or looking for the truth that, you know, we shouldn't be worrying about upsetting, you know, a really asleep person who is in denial or, or quietly horrified, um, you know, that they might have made a terrible mistake or something. Um, you know, you're not going to win everybody to your cause. Um, but we're actually fighting for the, you know, the soul of our country um, as, as well as, you know, the, the bodies of all our citizens. Yeah, not to mention them. All right. Well, what do you plan to do now? I mean, you've got some smarts on board from being in this political game, albeit for not that long, but you've seen kind of how the machine works from a certain view. What well, I've, I've had the probably shortest political career of, <laughs> of anyone I know. Might as well get it out of the way quickly. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's right. Um, well, I mean, I and my, my colleagues, you know, we're working hard before politics beckoned, and we'll keep doing that. Uh, as I said before, you know, who knows what's going to, um, you know, r- r- arise yet. And I think there's, I think there's, there's lots of energy, and lots of people working hard. Um, and I think there'll be, you know, a, a a contender that gets the backing of people because they deserve it, and people like what they see and they like what they hear. But but they all, Matt. Sorry to jump in, but they'll have to start talking about this, right? Well, to... pl- plenty of us are, but but we're in a but we're no, in high profile but it in your face, mainstream media, on your mainstream media, in the news. That's nah. where it's got to hit. Well, I mean, do, do you think so? Do you think that the audiences of of mainstream TV and 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 the radio news no, and the newspapers totally. um, are, are as healthy as they were several years ago? Well, no, they're not, and that's a very good point. I guess um, maybe I was a little sort of. Uh, a low res in saying that, but it needs, to, what I'm trying to say, it needs to be, the, the discourse needs to be in the open now. No more emperors with no clothes or elephant in the room. Get rid of them. We're done with that. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, t- I take your point and I think you're right, but you know what? I think the MSM are doing such a good job of telling preposterous porkies um, and, and more and more visibly 
um, gaslighting people. But a party could take but, big billboards people downtown. People are seeing through it. People are seeing through it, and and you know we can't expect to take them with us. And 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 you know if 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 they can't ignore you, which seems to be their first strategy with with NZDSOS and certainly democracy democracy in New Zealand. It's hilarious to me that all of a sudden, after ignoring them for six months, um, you know everybody wants a piece of the story from mainstream media today because they think they're in trouble. Um, I mean that that's a great example. And and look, you know, if you still uh, believe everything you read in the papers with what's gone on so far, um, then perhaps you're better off staying in your little comfort zone um, and getting out of the way while everybody else gets on and saves your frigging country. I guess what I was thinking is, you know, when next time Winston is on Q&A, how about Winston you know, telling them a few things? You know, well, I, I, there's you know, an example, I, 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 and then, then people start. Oh, okay, what's that all about? You know, it, it's that's and, and not necessarily him, others as well. But it needs to kind of be talked about, not whispered about in in quiet company. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. But look, if um, if he's smart, which you think he is, but but more than that, if he if he cares about the country that he's going to have to live in, you'll probably see him do that and. You know he he doesn't get given an easy ride necessarily. Um, I always think that a lot of the interviewers on the defensive because they know what's coming and they're usually right. Um, you know, I, I think we have to keep using the opportunities that we've got. Hmm. Um, but I think we should recognise that the independent media is expanding. There's some real professionalism um, that we can take advantage of, and I think more and more people are moving. Um, and, and remember, you know, every one person that hears a really good interview, uh, you know, they're going to be talking to their friends and family, hopefully, if they're all still able to talk to each other. Yeah. Um, you know, and there is a sea change. You know, there's lots of stories of, of families starting to rebuild and people cautiously rebuilding connections and acknowledging the wrongs and, and the trickery. You know, and, and I think it's going to take someone to stand up, someone we, you know, we know and has been part of the fabric of the country uh, to say, I was tricked. And yeah. you know what? I can forgive myself for that. I'm not going to let it happen again. Um, and I want to find out exactly who, what's happened, uh, and what we're going to do about it. Um, you know, and, and I can, I can, you know, I only hope that it's somebody who, you know, is, is, you know, believes it when they say it. But that could be very inspirational because people were enabled by previous politicians to be discriminatory against each other. They were given cues that it was okay, that there are, you know, there's a two-tier society um, because the person at the very top of the country did it, so it must be okay. And people were led, you know, to actually be on occasions really, you know, nasty and unpleasant people to discriminate. But that's not them. You know, it wasn't them, but they were, they had the right button or the wrong buttons pushed. And I think we can have our right buttons, buttons pushed again. Um, but the... You know the consequences aren't necessarily going to be um, easy, but you know we can worry about that later. What we've got to do is to wake up, uh, join the dots, see what's happening, um, and that there is a rapidly moving timetable against us. You know, if we look at what's happening, um, you know, New Zealand's the first country where every single council has embraced this whole smart cities nonsense. Well, if you want to be locked up in a box. Um, you know, with 24-hour surveillance, then, you know, go for the managed retreat from the rural communities. 
Um, but, you know, New Zealand's defined by its rural life. So, you know, I've got something to say about that. And mm. I know lots of people are, lots of people have as well. Um, if you're attacking the farmers, where's the food going to come from? I don't particularly feel like eating insects. You no. know, you can laugh about that, but there are some serious people telling us that that's exactly what's coming. Um, everybody's finding that that it's harder and harder to own a car. You know, there's roadworks everywhere. They're changing the speed limits. You know, and there's there's confirmation that that this is nothing more than to get people sick of using their cars. Well, you know, prove to me that cow farts um, warm the planet. Yeah. You know, when you actually go and look, there isn't. Um, I think once people realise the extent of the lies and the trickery that the last three years have visited upon us, you know, hopefully they'll start to question some of the other things that we're told over and over are, are, are so true that we don't even have to think about it. Just trust the politicians. All right. Interesting chat. Thanks for coming on, Matt Shelton, ex-Democracy NZ. And uh, uh, it's always good to speak with you. So thanks so much. Oh, you're very welcome, Paul. All the best, mate. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.